0: Welcome to the Health in Motion podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Evie. And we are going to be
1: talking about strength training for women today. So before we get into today's topic, we are going to be doing a breath work, as you are now familiar with. We like to start our episodes with this. So I'm going to lead breath work today, and we're going to do something pretty simple and easy. I would like you to take your one hand and put that over your belly and the other hand over your chest. So all we're gonna do together is take five deep breaths and I want you to feel your belly rise rather than your chest. So just pay attention to that breath coming in and out of you. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. So we're gonna start with the first breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Take one more. And then your third breath. Take that fourth breath in and breathe out through your mouth. And then your final breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. All right, awesome, so we hope that that was helpful. If you haven't been able to take any deep breaths today, then there's your opportunity. And Alexis, go ahead and get started with today's
0: topic. Okay, so as Evie mentioned, today we are gonna be talking about strength training. For women and today's topic is one that's um, very important and I also I believe very special to both Evie and I so we'll be sharing a little bit of our personal experience with strength training Um, but I want to talk start talking about what strength training is and what it's not Um, also why it's beneficial for women and then we're also going to take some time to dispel some myths about strength training for women so first and foremost what is strength training so strength training involves progressive overload of muscles. This means lifting a weight that fatigues your muscles in about three to 12 reps. What strength training is not is running or other cardio or even the HIT classes that um, a lot of people take. So although these um, types of exercises can have other benefits. That's really not what we're talking about in this episode. So we're really talking more about that progressive overload. Um, So the difference is really the type of muscle fibers that are working and being trained when we're lifting heavy weights versus doing an endurance exercise. And our body adapts to the stresses that we place on it. So in order to get stronger, we need to challenge our muscles appropriately. So this often means lifting a heavier weight than what we think we can lift Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: also lifting um, a heavier weight than what we are used to lifting. Um, So we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I just wanted to start with that. I see a lot of um, patients in my practice who will say, well, I feel like I'm strong. I do a lot of running and we have to have that conversation of there are benefits to running, but it's not really strength training, that's, that's different. So I just wanna make sure we kind of cover that and talk about why those are not the same types of things for our body. So why is strength training beneficial specific to women? The first thing is that it increases bone density. Women are at a higher risk for developing osteoporosis as we age and strength training has been shown to significantly improve bone density. It also decreases the risk for injury both in exercise and daily life. So an example I see often in my clinic again is running. Many runners just love to run and they don't want to take the time to strength train. As I mentioned before, running is not a strengthening exercise. So many of these patients will present with weaknesses throughout their core, hips, and even their ankles that have contributed to whatever issue brought them into my office. Our life also involves lifting, whether we realize it or not. Most of us are lifting our kids or pets, carrying grocery bags, doing work around the house, um, and many other daily activities, I'm sure. Once you really sit down and start thinking about it, um, for me it's definitely the grocery bags too. <laughs> How many yeah. can I get in at one time <laughs> yes. without having to go back <laughs> out to my car? Um, you know, the it requires strength to do that. So again, to translate to daily activities, when we're strength training, we need to challenge our bodies. So for example, um, for me, my son is over 20 pounds. So if I was just lifting five pound dumbbells all the time, that's not gonna translate to me being able to lift him more easily. I need to challenge my body and get a little bit stronger. Yeah,
1: I love that you gave that example because when I first got into lifting, I was very like, I didn't know if I should do more weight or that. And then I had the realization that my purse probably weighs more than (laughs) Mm the dumbbells that I'm using. So I think it's okay to increase this weight a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, just again, you gotta, we're not that delicate ladies, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can certainly lift some weight and get stronger in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So kids are heavy. Um, One thing too, I have big dogs and we order like these 30 pound bags of dog food. (laughs) um, And my husband, we'll order them whenever they're on sale. So we'll get like five bags on our front porch that I have to bring into the house. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, and oftentimes there's two bags in one box. And so you just think about these different things. I'm sure all of us can think of some examples, day to day that we really need to be challenged in order to make those tasks easier. We need to challenge ourselves appropriately. So the next thing we're going to talk about are some common concerns that many women have when it comes to strength training. The first one, I think this comes to everybody's mind, so we're going to talk about this. (laughs) Strength training will make you bulky. And this is unfortunately a very common myth that many women believe when it comes to strength training. The fact is, if you're strength training two to three days a week and you're eating a normal, healthy diet, you absolutely will not be bulky. One more time. Yes. (laughs) You will not be bulky. So, you know, and I I think the term bulky, like maybe everybody has a different definition of that or they're picturing something different. Um, The example I like to give is women who compete in bodybuilding, that they have very defined muscles. They have very, very intense, specific protocols that involve specific diet techniques and intense training.
1: Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, first like gaining weight in a strategic healthy way to build muscle is actually very difficult for a lot of women. A lot of things go into that and in specifically regarding your hormones. So it's not the easiest thing for women to gain really nice solid muscle. So um, when people are like, I don't want to get bulky, I'm like, it's actually pretty hard <laughs> to do that. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So just know that, women who are competing in bodybuilding or some sort of physique, and they're building that muscle, it's very strategic. And I don't think that the average woman going to the gym two to three, four times a week, um, if you don't have that type of eating protocol and plan in place, then you're probably not going to become bulky. So don't let that hold you back because it is very strategic when women do that. Um, And again, it takes really hard work and a lot of discipline. So kudos to them, but it's not something that the average person can just do without having some sort of strict um, plan in place for Mm -hmm. themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the next thing that we're going to talk about that can be a common, I don't know if concerns the right word, but I will often hear also that women feel like they don't like strength training, which might be true. Um, I'm not telling you, yes, you do like it, but I find more often than not that most women have never truly tried strength training, Uh, which leads me to the next point. And what I think is more likely the truth is that many women aren't comfortable in a weight room. Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially in the beginning, if you don't know what you're doing, very intimidating. Yeah. So as a woman about to walk into a weight room, it can feel extremely intimidating The weight room is often very full of men, which can make you feel uncomfortable or out of place. Mm -hmm. If you're not confident in what you're doing, it can feel really overwhelming. So this is why I think it's important in the beginning. If you've never done any sort of strength training, it's important to get a coach. Good coaches will teach you proper lifting techniques, volume and recovery techniques. And all of that is important. So it's not just about how much weight are you lifting? How often are you lifting it? But also, you know, how much volume there is overall, and then what type of recovery techniques are you putting into place? Mm -hmm. Um, So having that coach is going to allow you to feel more comfortable and confident in the weight room. Um, So something else to kind of go off of, it's okay to try different coaches too. Yeah, Um, I think it's really important to find not only a facility that you're comfortable in, but a person who is listening to what your goals are, taking that into account, and then catering what they're doing with you and meeting you where you are. So yeah, you want to be pushed, but there also has to be a certain level of comfort and confidence in that person in coaching you.
1: I also think too with finding the right trainer coach. Um, I think it's important that they also look at the big picture for yourself too, of like, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. Is it that you want to start competing somewhere? Or is it that you just want to be stronger so that you can run around with your kids? Um, if you have a coach who's really only focused on that 30 minutes with you and they're not really thinking big picture of like, Hey, what is the progressive overload in the next three months that we're going to get you to? Um, I think that can, that can almost, Um, not really, that can't really get you to your goals if you're just focused and you're just having that really, um, small viewpoint of what your goals are. So I think having a coach who sees what the overall picture is for you and helps you get there with progressive overload and also teaches you, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. If you can carry the information that you've learned from them and then take that into your own thing, if you do training on your own, I think that's a really successful coach too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing I want to talk about, um, we're both going to share a little bit about our own journey with strength training, um, just to kind of give you a little more idea of like how we got to where we are in our comfort levels with strength training now. So as I mentioned in the intro episode, I tore both of my ACLs in high school playing soccer. Um, And at the time, I was really, I thought I was doing strength training, but I was really doing very little strength training. And what strength training we did do, I feel now was not (laughs) evidence-based, It was mostly machine circuits in our high school weight room, and we weren't being coached by someone who was qualified to be training us. Yeah. Uh, We were doing a lot of running, a lot of conditioning, which is important for soccer, but we were totally missing the mark when it came to strength training. I never picked up a barbell in high school at all.
1: Well, and I feel like I I know that I've mentioned this before, but I used to be a teacher and I worked in high schools. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like I'd sneak down to the weight room or I'd, you know, walk by after school and see what they were doing. And um, it made me nervous, really. Just a lot of the things that these kids were doing without proper training or technique. And so... I definitely think that is still going on today, which Mm -hmm. is really scary, but you're not, yeah, definitely not the only one who experienced that.
0: Yeah. So in my opinion, there is still a huge lack of education. Like you said, when it comes to strength training for female athletes at all ages, which perpetuates the issue of women being uncomfortable with strength training as adults. Um, I think that, you know, there's also this big rumor where if you, lift weights as a child, that it's going to stunt your growth. And so for Mm -hmm. both boys and girls, I think many parents hold them back from lifting weights because they're afraid of that. Um, It really is a myth. There's a ton of research out there and we can dive into this in another episode at some point, but there is a lot of evidence out there that that's not the case. It's actually, as long as it's being coached well Mm -hmm. and children are being taught the proper technique, it's fine for kids to lift weights. So really, I'm talking about high school, but it's something I really should have been doing yeah. at a much younger age, even mm-hmm. uh, with how many different sports I was playing. So I never really started strength training until after college. I did a little bit of strength training while in PT school, but I really didn't start lifting heavy until the past few years. Um, and at this point, I have realized how important strength training is for me, and not only to stay healthy, but also to stay active and keep up with my son. So I joke around all the time about how crazy he is um, and how I'm always <laughs> chasing him around and I'm on the floor with him and picking him up and he wants to be held. And so it's just important for me to be able to do those things without having pain or feeling tired or limited to continue to get stronger and and to keep my strength up. So I'm going to turn it over to Evie and let her kind of tell a bit of her story.
1: Yeah. So like Alexis, I love strength training. Um, it's my favorite type of exercise. And for me, that started kind of similar to Alexis in high school, really. But as she mentioned, it wasn't really very uh, structured in that way. We did a lot of conditioning with some sort of strength things built in. Um, so I was familiar with certain types of exercises based off of those summer camps that we would do for soccer. But I didn't have a great Uh, basis for what that looked like. So during my junior year of college, I did hire a personal trainer and I was introduced to progressive overload and realized how weak I was. Um, I had very poor body awareness and strength. I mean, to the point where I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I threw a fit during one of my personal training sessions because I was so discouraged by mm-hmm. the lack of strength I had because I thought that, you know, I I was I was the girl who was doing those machine circuits. So I do the things all in a row. I do the three reps for tw- you know, three sets for 12 reps. And that was my workout. Mm-hmm. And once I started getting uh, familiar with kettlebells, dumbbells, and then eventually a barbell, I was like, wow, the amount of things that I could have been doing to get stronger at this point. So very poor body awareness, but realized, hey, I only have to go up from here. So I learned a lot with strength training, and I fell in love with the appreciation that I was developing for my body and its capabilities. So there were a lot of things that I started to feel more confident, um, confident with and comfortable doing that in the beginning, I was really uncomfortable with. So after several years of becoming comfortable with lifting, understanding certain movements, understanding um, different equipment in the gym, I started getting into powerlifting and powerlifting consists of three main lifts. It's the squat, bench and deadlift. And that's when I was training seriously for a while. In that so for several years, I really devoted a lot of my training to powerlifting. So I actually had to end up, I stopped doing that because of my health issues. So mainly I had some adrenal issues and my thyroid was not a huge fan of the stress that powerlifting brings. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I just needed to do to focus on my overall health. So after I stopped that, I realized that I could still utilize those three main lifts. So in um, powerlifting, like I said, the squat, bench and deadlift, so I still focus on those. But I don't really go into the gym attempting to hit personal records. And I just utilize those movements and those exercises as pillar movements in conjunction to the other movements that I do involving weights. So I what I do for my workouts is I still write down my workouts in a gym journal. So I just buy one of those cheap journals from like Target or the dollar Mm -hmm. store. And I just write out my workouts ahead of time. so that I make sure that I'm progressing from week to week. And I progress either by adding weight, adding reps, adding sets, or changing the tempo of my lift. So when we're talking about progressive overload, that's what we mean, that you're not doing the exact same workout each week, because you're changing it up in either your weight, your reps, your sets or your tempo. So for example, I might do a, I might do like 185 pound deadlift for four sets of six. Well, the next week I'm either going to increase my weight Mm -hmm. or I'm going to increase the amount of reps that I'm going to do. So that is progressive overload in each week. And if you look back four or five weeks, you're going to be stronger Mm -hmm. or you're going to have better tempo or you're going to have more sets that you're doing. So each week you're getting better. So you're technically not doing the same exact workout, even if the movements are the same from week to week. Right. So I do that and, um, that helps switch things up, you know, keep thing. It's a way that I challenge myself, Mm -hmm. um, and just a way that I get stronger and keep progressing towards my goals. So there's several movements that I focus on. I focus on squat, pushing, pulling the hinge, press, carry, and core. Those are the pillars of movement. So in each workout that I do, I make sure that I have components of those moves. So that way I'm hitting those different parts of, um, the exercise. What I also usually do is take a, what's called a deload week. So this is a week where you have less weight or less volume. And I do this about every four to five weeks. And I think of it as an oil change for the body. So rest days are like filling up your car with gas and then taking a deload week is get, like getting an oil change. Mm-hmm. So you have to give, especially if you're doing progressive overload, because you're pushing your body for four to five weeks at a time, you're going to need to give your body that rest to really reap the benefits of what you you did and like uh, recoup. So I do like taking deload weeks. And again, it's not that I don't work out, I just lessen the amount of weight, or I just do three sets instead of four, whatever I think feels best for my body that day. Overall, I do about four days of strength training um, and I incorporate 10 to 15 minutes of cardio about three days a week at the end of my lifts. That's just what I do. Some people do it before. Are there better times to do cardio than others? Sure, but I'm not that specific with my goals right now. I used to be very strategic of when I would do cardio and what type of cardio, but at this point, i um, Any movement is better than no movement for me right Mm -hmm. now. And just with my schedule, that's what works for me. I still also prioritize NEAT, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Those are things like walking, vacuuming the house, cleaning the bathroom, et cetera. That movement outside of the gym is almost more important to me than the movement inside Mm the gym. And it was not, that's not how it was years ago. I was very much, I kill it in the gym for an hour and then I don't really do much outside of the gym. Mm -hmm. And I realize now like that's actually that's, that's arguably more important than what you do inside the gym. Yeah. So being able to um, increase my movement outside the gym has been really important. Um, And so that's a little sweet spot that I've had to learn of how do I incorporate that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really being strategic about the gym, but also being strategic about what I do outside of it. So a a point that I want to make, and this is something that I've learned kind of the hard way over the years is that exercise is fluid and you can totally change your routine depending on what's going on with your life. So I used to be very hardcore of, I had to get these lifts in. If I wasn't feeling strong or feeling like I had energy, Mm -hmm. I pushed myself no matter what. And that led to a lot of other issues such as, um, you know, issues with my adrenals and then also with my thyroid. So I now know that there's a sweet spot of I'm going to push myself because I know it's actually possible today versus, you know what, I probably shouldn't. That will be detrimental. Mm -hmm. And that's something that takes time. And so give yourself grace as you try and familiarize with what your body's threshold really is. So that's really my experience with strength training. I love it. I think it's so fun. I Mm -hmm. told Alexis this one point, I just want to feel like I can handle myself. You (laughs) know, like, I just want to feel like if something happened, I I want to feel strong and um, be proud of the way that I carry myself and just feel like, um, just feel proud of the things that I'm capable of doing and what I challenge myself to do week to week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the same way about it. I mean, I, there are certain, um, like I enjoy cycling, but yeah. I am so much happier when I'm strength training and I enjoy it so much more. And to your point about, you know, changing a routine, it's been challenging for me since having my son on figuring out what's the best schedule. And that changed throughout the entire first year of his life, depending on his sleep schedule, when he was napping, um, COVID and like, the whole being home for two months, my schedule changed. And so now I'm in this routine where I get up and I work out before he even wakes up. And for me, that's what I have to do in order to find that time. I do that about three days a week, so I'm not dragging myself out of bed bright and early every single day, but I do it enough so that I am able to get my lifts in and it's a low stress situation. I'm not waiting for him to wake up from a nap or I'm not trying to do it after I've been at work all day. So it really needs to work for your life right now. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it has to be forever. It can change next month if your schedule changes or um, if you try working out in the mornings for a month and you just hate it, then maybe you need to take a look at that routine maybe it's the weekends are better for you I generally rest on the weekends a little bit more Mm -hmm. and do more of that cleaning up my house or walking my dogs or whatever I do more of that on the weekends so it really just depends on your lifestyle and I think it's important strength training and any other type of movement and exercise to cater that to what works for you in your life because if you can stick to that routine you're going to be a lot more successful with it.
1: Agreed. Uh, one thing I want to add to that I thought of while you're talking is, I think it's important for people to also stick to a workout routine for mm-hmm. a while. Yes. <laughs> I think the jumping back and forth of whatever fit influencer is sharing on their story mm-hmm. today of what their workout is, that isn't progressive overload. And that's not a program that... If you're, if you're picking different things from different people, that might not really be the best fit for you. So I think really sticking with something and either you hire a coach, Mm -hmm. or maybe you have experience and you build your own program for yourself, you know, you don't always have to hire someone. But if you, if you really don't know where to start, then I do recommend investing in yourself for that. Because You need to have something that is set in stone that you give your body a chance to work with. If we're constantly changing, you're not really going to see progress in that way. So, yeah. So I think that's important, too, is like sticking with something for, you know, I mean, how long would you say was a fair amount of time?
0: I think you need to give it at least three months to make sure it's something you enjoy. Yeah. And you'll probably start to see some progress. You're going to see yourself getting a little stronger, mm-hmm. maybe getting a little leaner, depending on what your goals are. Um, and then ideally giving it at least like, I think we talked about this in the last episode, give yourself 18 months and take yeah. a look back and say, okay, where am I at? What were my goals? You know, set those long-term goals yep. for a year to 18 months and continue to work towards that goal versus, okay, this week I did this workout three times and I weigh the same. Okay. Well, it's not, (laughs) not how we want to be gauging our progress. So again, if you find a really good coach to work with, they're going to help you figure out what those goals should be and what's realistic for you based on how often are you able to train? What else is going on in your life? We're going to do an episode all about stress and how that can affect you. So even if you have the greatest workout programming, strength training programming in the world, but you're not sleeping, you're not eating well, and you're really stressed out all the time, you're probably not going to see the progress you want to. So, you know, this episode is focused on strength training and understanding what that is and what the benefits of it are. But there's a lot more that goes into reaching your goals, which we'll touch on all those different areas at some point.
1: Definitely. And that's kind of why I keep well, that is a big reason why I keep those journals of mm-hmm. what my workouts are because I can go back. I mean, I, I don't know if this is crazy, but I have one from like 2016 yeah. and I'm like, look at what I was doing then and look at what I do now. So it is nice to gauge your progress in that way too because you, when you're in the weeds of it, you're like, oh, I'm not getting stronger. I'm not doing this or like mm-hmm. I'm not getting any leaner. Yeah. So having pictures or having videos of you lifting and really seeing like, wow, my my form is much better. Like that's all really exciting too, to look back on. So have fun with it and just try and experiment and see how you can incorporate this.
0: Right. And I think it's mindset too. So thinking about this movement and exercise as part of your lifestyle versus something you're doing right now to get to a goal, right? It's important to have goals because that's what keeps you motivated. But at the same time, you want to look at this as something that you're going to do in your life for the long run to keep yourself healthy, not something that you're just doing right now. So I think that's also important. Yes. Yep. Yep. So um, if you have questions about anything we talked about today, please feel free to send us those questions um, and we'll address them at the beginning of the next episode or two episodes probably from then. Um, But we're happy to answer any questions. If it's a private question you just wanna send us on Instagram, we're also happy to answer that. So now we're gonna give you the health challenge of the week. So we would like to encourage everyone to try a form of movement or exercise that you've never done before. So we obviously recommend trying strength training if that's not something you've done or starting to look into what coaching might look like. But maybe you want to try Pilates or yoga or going for a hike, even though it's really cold outside where we're at right now. <laughs> um, you know, whatever it is, just try something new and let us know what you've tried by tagging us in your Instagram stories or by sending us an email. So again, um, my Instagram is at Absolute Kinetics PT. My Instagram is at Evie underscore Takis. So we hope to hear from all of you and have a great week. See you guys.